0: This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Conte Cheese Association. Conte, an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at comte usacom That's c-o-m-t-e-usa.com.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Carlos Yescas and I'm your guest host for today. I'm so excited for this new season of Cutting the Curd, but before I begin, let me tell you about the awesome organization that makes this podcast possible. The Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit podcast network dedicated to creating a more equitable, sustainable, and delicious world by expanding the way eaters think about food. There are many stories that never reached mainstream food media And that's where HRN is different. Our listeners hear from voices across the food chain, farmers, truckers, chefs, cheesemakers, cookbook authors, activists, and more. We are like a big radio family here. Just yesterday, I was invited to join Aaron Sanchez and Sariela Martinez to talk about Mexican dairy products. Here at Cutting the Curd, we aim to introduce you to people who are having an impact in the cheese industry in the US and abroad. The other hosts and I are volunteers and happy to donate our time to learn with you. But producing this show, has a cause. And that's why we're asking listeners to support HRN. You can do so by visiting heritageradio.network.org. Now, onto our show. Today, I have two wonderful people joining me from France to talk about raw milk cheese research. As we are getting ready to celebrate International Raw Milk Cheese Appreciation Day, I thought it would be great to find out what is happening on the ground. I have invited Arnaud sperat sar who is founder and managing editor of Profession Fromager and a magazine created in 2002 to make accessible to the industry the latest research on traditional cheese making practices and news about the industry? Welcome, Arnaud. Thank, Thank you. And along with him, we have friend, my friend, Sue Sturman. She's the director of Makers and Mongers, a platform to educate cheese professionals. Before the pandemic, Sue led groups to France, England, and elsewhere to introduce cheese professionals to some of the most innovative producers, affineers, and retailers. Since moving to Paris in, in, in 2019, she has served as official translator to Profession Fromager and is now responsible for the English language content of the magazine. Welcome to the show, Sue.
2: Hi, Carlos. Hi, everyone.
1: We are very happy to have you today and to talk about raw milk cheese. Last year, you published in French and translated into English a compendium book called Raw Milk Cheese, Mission Reconquer. I was fortunate enough to get an advanced review copy of the English version and and was pleasantly surprised to see the amount of information it had and quickly realized how important this book will be for raw milk cheese makers. So let us start today talking about the motivation to put this book together. Arnaud, could you tell us why did you decide to publish this book now?
3: Alors, ce livre sorti pour une simple, cru France.
2: So there's a, one very specific reason that this book was published is that uh, in France, uh, school uh, school lunch programs have been forbidden to serve raw milk cheese to children.
3: Et pour beaucoup d'acteurs de, de cette profession, tout cela est un non-sens. Et
2: pour les gens qui travaillent avec le rau-milk, ça n'a juste pas de
3: sens. On vit une période très, très paradoxale. We're living in a very paradoxical period. Il y a une très, très forte attente des, des consommateurs pour ces produits-là. Il y a l'offre, quoi, la demande est très forte.
2: Les um, consommateurs sont really vraiment intéressés à in avoir uh, raw milk cheese there it's there's a lot of demand for it
3: et, et toute cette crise du covid a renforcé cet attrait pour ces produits traditionnels
2: and the whole covid period has reinforced the need and the desire and the interest in traditional products
3: parce que ces, ces produits sont très, très riches en biodiversité on, on est actuellement dans une crise de la biodiversité
2: and one of the reasons is that
3: these products are full are very rich in
2: biodiversity, and we are right now in a crisis period for biodiversity.
3: Et donc maintenant le, le discours médical est en train de changer depuis une dizaine d'années. Il y a des recherches importantes qui sont faites sur cette alimentation microbienne.
2: So in the last ten years, medical uh, medical research and medical advice on the subject is changing. There's been a lot of research on the diversity of microbial of the of the microbiome in people's bodies and in our food systems
3: uh, in the last 10 years. Et, et tous ces chercheurs, tous ces médecins euh, nous mettent en, en garde contre le danger de manger, de consommer des produits de plus en plus aseptisés.
2: So these these researchers and doctors have started to warn us against the dangers of consuming products that are
3: increasingly sterile. Et le fromage est l'aliment le plus riche en microbes au monde. 1 à 10 milliards de, de bactéries de moisissures de levures par gramme de fromage.
2: So uh so cheese is the most is the food that is the most rich in biodiversity on the planet um, from 1 to 10 million uh units per gram of cheese eaten.
3: Et donc ce qui est important pour nous c'est de, 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 d'apporter ces information fromagées et surtout de les apporter aux consommateurs
2: c'est so really vraiment important pour nous de tirer cette information, non seulement aux cheese makers et mongers, mais aussi aux consommateurs.
3: Et ce que nous disent les, les chercheurs, c'est que plus on va manger pauvre, plus on va être dans des environnements aseptisés, plus on se fragilise. On va trop loin dans l'hygiène.
2: So what the what the researchers and the doctors are telling us is that the farther we go into having aseptic food, food that has no microbiology alive in it, the more we f- we render our own systems fragile and vulnerable.
3: Et des études ont été faites sur le, sur le microbiote, sur le, toutes les microbes qu'on ingère et qui, qui forgent notre immunité. Hein, le microbiote le, le microbiote intestinal il a des sièges importants de l'immunité.
2: So uh, the, our own internal microbiota, which is the the microbiome, uh, the microbes that live and support our system, are very important and integral, in fact, to our own set to our own immune immune system.
3: Et donc des chercheurs ont regardé ont comparé le microbiote de générations très très anciennes il y a des milliers d'années et notre microbiote actuel on s'aperçoit qu'il s'est considérablement euh, appauvri. So researchers have
2: compared the microbiota of people from thousands of years ago to today's microbiota in people currently living and they've seen that it's actually much much poorer now.
3: Et donc tout ça se traduit très concrètement par des maladies qu'on dit les maladies de la modernité.
2: So and that translates into uh what we're encountering today uh a lot of illnesses that we call the modern maladies.
3: Le, le, toutes les maladies allergiques.
2: Uh, all, of the, all allergies can be associated with this impoverishment of our ma- microbiota. Uh,
3: le diabète, la sclérose en plaque.
2: Diabetes, um, uh, uh, la sclérose
1: en plaque. Um... Multiple sclerosis.
2: Yes, multiple sclerosis. Thank you.
3: <rire> Des maladies neurologiques. L'autisme fait partie de ces maladies de la modernité.
2: Une uh, autre maladie qui est associée à ça, c'est l'autisme.
3: Bon, il y a toute une catégorie. On considère par exemple qu'en Europe, dans, dans quatre ans, en 2025, un Européen sur quatre sera victime d'une de ces maladies de la modernité. Donc c'est, un, c'est une véritable épidémie.
2: Donc, c'est vraiment atteint des proportions épidémiques. La prédiction est que, en 2025, a quarter of the entire population of Europe will be suffering from one of these modern illnesses
3: et parmi t- toutes ces les facteurs qui expliquent ces, ces ces maladies l'émergence des de maladies il y a donc l'appauvrissement microbiome, notre microbiote il aussi la, la transformation of notre alimentation de plus en plus ultra transformed
2: so uh, two two major contrib- contributors to this are the fact that our food is becoming less and less rich in, microbial, uh, uh, in, in microbially, and uh, also our food is increasingly processed, hyper-processed, sometimes down to fracking molecules in order to process our food.
3: Donc, on, on, on on nos no corps ont du mal à se défendre, ne sont pas adaptés, et ce qu'on, ce qu'on, ce qu'on veut défendre, c'est le retour à une certaine naturalité.
2: So our bodies are not equipped to handle this. Uh, so what we are advocating is a return to a certain more natural way of nourishing ourselves.
3: Et c'est, pourquoi, c'est pourquoi on ce livre La Reconquête, Reconquérir la Biodiversité.
2: And that's why we called this book Mission Reconquer. We're trying to reconquer this biodiversity.
1: Pour notre santé à long terme.
2: For our own long-term
1: uh, health. Thank you, Arnaud, and thank you, Sue, for that translation. Do you think, <clears throat> Arnaud, that the industry was not paying enough attention to issues about raw milk cheese? Uh, or who, is, who was not paying enough attention uh, that will be, um, will read this book and hopefully start acting?
3: So uh, in Arnaud's opinion, it's
2: really the consumers that are the most important lever in this conversation.
3: Right. Plus, plus, les consommateurs vont demander ce type de produit. Plus le thème de la biodiversité va s'imposer dans le langage public. Plus les les acteurs économiques seront obligés de s'adapter à cette demande.
2: So the more that the consumer base starts talking and understanding this and starts requiring that their foods have greater micro. Uh, Diversity, microbial diversity, the more that the economic system and the producers of food will have to respond to those demands and the more we'll move in the right direction. It's got to be consumer-driven.
3: Et, et l'un des, des points les plus importants, c'est que tout le monde se rend bien compte que cette stratégie sanitaire qu'on suit depuis 50 ou 60 ans...
2: So, uh, a very important thing to note is that this strategy of hyper- uh, sanitation, hyper-hygiene, uh, that we've been following for the last 50 or 60 years.
3: Cette, cette du vide qui this, à it's a strategy of the void,
2: where we get rid of all microbes without making any distinction between those that are actually imperative for us to have and those that can be harmful
3: que tous, tous les ateliers du monde commencent se ressemblent de plus en plus, hein, qu'on soit à l'est aux les États-Unis, en Bretagne, dans le nord, dans le sud, on a tous des, des ateliers qui ressemblent à des salles d'hôpital.
2: So all of the cheesemaking, all the cheese
3: making rooms around the world, in the United
2: States, in Europe, you know, all around the world, um they're starting to be exactly the same, they're all starting to seem like hospital operating rooms, septic rooms.
3: Et sans qu'on arrive à résoudre sans qu'on arrive à résoudre les problèmes sanitaires
2: and with all of this uh, cleaning and hyper vigilance about all microbes, we're actually not moving in the right direction in terms of food safety. It's not resolving the food safety issue.
3: Et donc pour tous les, les qui sur la sécurité alimentaire, il y a une autre, un qui est en train de
2: So uh, among these these researchers that are working on this problem, there's a new paradigm that has just emerged.
3: Ce n'est pas de faire le vide, mais au contraire, c'est d'occuper le terrain.
2: So it's not to to create a void, but it's to actually populate, occupy the
3: territory. Et de 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 faire confiance aux équilibres microbiens qui ont présidé à toute la naissance à l'histoire de l'humanité depuis des milliers d'années.
2: And so to actually be confident, take have confidence in the correct equilibrium, the correct balance of microbes. Uh, that have existed with us for millions of years.
3: Et donc tout l'enjeu maintenant c'est de trouver des bonnes pratiques, de réfléchir, de travailler sur des bonnes pratiques, il s'agit pas de 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 redevenir de, d'abandonner les règles d'hygiène, mais de travailler sur des bonnes pratiques qui considèrent cette microbiodiversité comme un allié et non pas comme un ennemi.
2: So the, the new uh, approach is to find ways to work with this microbi- microbial diversity, and work with hygiene systems and best practices that actually support a healthy microbial environment that is, in fact, our ally and not our enemy.
3: et, et beaucoup de, de ce combat va se jouer en amont, va se jouer dans les champs, dans l'alimentation des animaux, dans le bien-être animal.
2: And much of this work is going to be done at the far upstream in the process in the fields in the well-being of the animals and in what the animals are consuming themselves pour their microbiota.
3: C'est, c'est la notion d'équilibre des ressources. Il y a des ressources qui sont limitées, plus on est dans un système productiviste, plus on concentre les animaux, plus on a des problèmes d'hygiène par exemple. So
2: this is also very directly related to sustainability and reasonable uh 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 ecological and farming systems where there's only so much land, land can only support so much. And if you get into an ultra hyper productivity uh, uh, uh way of way of farming, the land can't support it as well. And you start having problems with not only economics, but also with food safety and animal well-being.
1: Thank you. Um, If you listeners think that this is a total order for a book, trust me, it is a book that achieves a lot of these things to explain in an easy way um, how these things can be achieved and how research on the ground is actually supporting uh, some of these ideas.
2: One of the books, Carlos, one of the things that makes this book really readable is that it's broken up into, into different articles. So it's not a long slog. Each article goes deep into a particular subject, but it's each, each is only about three, maybe four pages long.
1: And um, Arnaud, who do you hope will be reading this book on top of people in the cheese industry? Who else should you know, be paying attention to this research? This book
3: is already destined destiné the fromagers. On a, on, a, on a fait un colloque scientifique il y a quelques jours. Pour leur redonner confiance, euh, les, les fromagers vivent beaucoup dans l'angoisse. Les fromagers qui travaillent dans les crues vivent beaucoup, beaucoup, beaucoup dans l'angoisse des, des analyses euh, qu'ils reçoivent chaque matin.
2: So uh, first of all, as you said, Carlos, it's cheesemakers that, that we wrote the book for, that it was developed for, it's primarily destined for. They're living in a very difficult time. They have so much anxiety about this. There's so much pressure on them, and they're pulled in many directions. Um, so this book is first and foremost written for them. We just had a, a profession Fromager just uh, had a colloquia, colloquia on, on similar subjects. Um, with scientists to reassure them and let them know that yeah you know we can do this right
3: parce qu'on on voit beaucoup sur le des, des fromagers bah, qui, euh, qui parce que la pression est trop forte Donc, cesse, on a des exemples France parce que faut une très, très forte pour so it's,
2: we're really seeing dra- dramatic results of this pressure um, there are lots of uh, lots of cheesemakers who had been working with raw milk who are just stopping, not stopping working with raw milk. They're stopping making cheese altogether. Um, and and you know in France that's kind of a really big deal, given that this is the country where everyone in the world looks to for raw milk cheese.
3: And our objective is, bien sûr, surtout de, de pouvoir avoir des arguments euh, pour convaincre les autorités sanitaires euh, de changer un petit peu ben, de modèle.
2: So we also wanted to offer uh, strong scientific, well-researched arguments that can be presented to the authorities, the inspection and regulatory authorities,
3: to show them that there are better ways of doing things. Et on vient donc de, de créer une fondation qui va avoir pour objectif l'un de ses objectifs, c'est de financer des recherches, des recherches appliquées pour mettre en œuvre bah, ce, cette transformation et ce changement d'optique et d'orientation.
2: So the next uh the next evolution of this work that Arnaud has been doing that we've been all doing is to he's created a foundation for cheese biodiversity which will uh fund uh research that will continue to support this uh these best practices discover the best practices and be able to uh elucidate them.
3: Les surtout montrer qu'elles sont vertueuses d'un point de vue sanitaire
2: and also especially to make sure that it's clear that these best practices are very very positive for food safety
3: car il va de soi qu'on est sur un marché économique il faut que ces stratégies elles soient payante économiquement il faut qu'elle soit payante du point de vue de la qualité organoleptique des produits et bien sûr qu'elle soit payante du point de vue sanitaire ça s'agit pas de
2: so it's really important that the work that's done to support raw milk cheese is not only positive in terms of economically feasible that people can make cheese and make a profit with raw milk uh, that it is excellent and delicious and tasty and enjoyable but that it's also very safe
3: to eat
2: we can't sacrifice f- health for just keeping a tradition going
1: that's not what this is about. Wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Arnaud. Um, I think we're going to take a, a break here. And we will come back, we are going to keep talking to uh, Arnaud and Sue about the research um, that they both work on uh, for raw milk cheese.
0: This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Conte Cheese Association. Comté Cheese Association represents the Comté PDO, Comté Protected Designation of Origin, in the USA. Comté is a raw milk cooked pressed cheese from the Jura Mountains of France. There, every day, 2,500 family farms deliver milk to over 150 local cheesemaking facilities, or fritiers. This milk must be transformed into Comté within 24 hours of milking to preserve the lactic microflora in the milk ensuring the cheese's aromatic potential. About 105 gallons of milk are required to craft a single wheel of Comté. Comté takes time to acquire its flavors in the affinage cellars. After eight months of aging by dedicated affineurs on average, each wheel of Comté is graded and shipped to market. No wheel of Comté is the same. te dot
1: Welcome back. I am Carlos Jeskos, and you're listening to Curling the Curd. Today in the show, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, raw milk cheese research. With me, I have two advocates joining from France, Arnaud Sperat and Sue Sturman, work for Professor Fromager a trade magazine publishing original research on traditional cheeses, and also disseminating peer-reviewed academic research. Before the break, Arnaud was telling us about his decision to publish the book, Raw Milk Cheese, Mission Reconquer. Now, let's talk about the translation work, since it is so important and so many of our listeners will probably be reading the translation. Sue Sturman translated the book into English last year. Sue, let me start asking you, when you first read the book in French, what were your feelings about the research?
2: I was thrilled. For one thing, I had seen some of it before because I'd been to presentations and I translated some of this work, similar work, um, for Profession Fromager. But to see everything collected in this one volume was just, it was really exciting. Um, and I, I was, like you were an early reader for this, I was an early reader for uh, um, Reinventing the Wheel by our beloved friend Bronwyn Percival. And uh, I just read this and thought, OK, this is the book that goes next to that, it goes kind of next to that and next to Catherine Donnelly's book as well.
1: Right, you're you're exactly right. I I I think of these three books, and also actually, um, yeah, the book from by Catherine Dolly as three moment three moments of research that are speaking to each other, and that you know, if I were putting a class together for college, you know, this will be you know part of my curriculum for yeah. that class. Yeah,
2: because um, this is, this has the hard science in it. This is less anecdotal, and really, it's got it's got hard science. It's also got specific case studies from makers, etc.
1: Right, and so you were mentioning before that the, what is interesting about this book is that it is created to have small articles and small snippets of information. So it's not just a long narrative. Um, do you think having this research published in a volume like this that is broken up and presented in this way will generate more interest than just what, you know, the normal peer review uh, research uh, publishing in uh, academic yes. journals? Yes,
2: yes, I really do. I think this is an extremely accessible book, which is one of the things that, that makes it, it just makes it it's very readable for one thing um, and uh, it's not a long slog you can you can open up you can just sort of open it and find an interesting article to read there's lots of illustrations and photos so that's that's nice um, but it breaks it up so that you can do a deep dive into a particular subject and um, like, you know, Staph aureus or a uh, uh, human scale. I'm just looking through schools, desperately seeking students, a reservoir of biodiversity, um, uh, you know, things that uh, hygiene versus hygienism. Um, so there, there are um, very specific subjects and you can really understand that and then move on to the next one.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a it's an easy read and you know it's definitely one of those books that you can just grab in your lunch and read one one little chapter and then you know move on to the rest of your day. Yeah.
2: It's an easy read of a complicated very, very complicated subject.
1: Right. And as a translator, your aim was just to translate Uh, verbatim everything there there was or did you try to engage with how people in the English-speaking community understand some of the issues included in the book?
2: Well, translating is a really interesting thing and and the more I do it the more I learn. I'm not not trained as a translator, I just happen to be bilingual and have a pretty good specialized vocabulary that has gotten better and better as I've done more and more of this, but I've been working in translation and cheese for 10-12 years. Verbal or written. Um, I tried to be as uh, close to the original French uh, as possible because much of this is scientific research. Um, However, in terms of phraseology, I do try to retain a sense of the French syntax. While making it easily readable in English, so it it may read a little bit like it wasn't necessarily written in English, but that's not uh, that's kind of deliberate. I wanna I wanna make I try to make try to let the author's voice come through.
1: Good, um, and let me get back to this uh, question about the action. You know, already said you know what is his expectation about how this book could be used. Uh, and you know not only for for legislation but also for cheesemakers. So uh, this question is for both of you, and you can answer it however you want. Um, what do you hope people? What what action do you hope people will take after one, one listening to this radio episode and also reading, hopefully reading the book?
3: Je Je crois que. La première chose qui est, est importante, c'est que les gens sont très très isolés quand ils travaillent au décru et que ce qui est très important, c'est de former des communautés où les gens peuvent travailler ensemble et faire des retours d'expérience et les confronter, confronter leurs expériences.
2: So, cheesemakers work in isolation much of the time. They're with their animals if they're farmstead and they're in their creameries. Um, so, they're very isolated. So, one of the things that we aim for between the book and the foundation is to create communities and let people exchange their experiences and learn from one another and connect one another and encourage one another.
3: Et nous avons l'ambition notamment de créer des ateliers pilotes, des ateliers, des vrais ateliers en fabrique du fromage, mais avec euh, le concours des scientifiques qui vont regarder, avec la métagénomique notamment, les nouveaux outils qu'on a d'exploration du génome, qui vont, qui vont valider un petit peu les pratiques.
2: Donc ce faire avec la foundation, c'est créer des um, uh, uh, expérimentales, that will make cheese with raw milk, but working under the guidance and the supervision of researchers who will be able to use tools, very new tools such as metagenomics, to really see and observe and measure the microbial populations um, and, 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 and understand really what's happening. So this book is actually just a, a, it's a snapshot. It's where we are now and the work is yet to be done. Um, For my part, what I hope um, this book can do and the foundation can do is to really encourage people, give people hope, because I think there's been a lot of hope lost. Um, for, in terms of working with raw milk cheese. And I think it's valuable to see that, okay, this book is very frank about what some of the, the dangers are. And it's also very frank about what some of the solutions are. Um, so it doesn't try to hide anything. It's really clear, you know, yeah, this is a problem. We're dealing with this. This is a challenge. We have to figure this out. But it also gives, I think, a great deal of hope for the future, that we actually actually can do this, Um, and the science is at hand. And one of my uh, my objectives in creating makers and mongers, now that I've moved from the U.S. to France, is to, the motto of my business is connecting cheese professionals. This is rich. It was available in French. All of the, the work that Profession Fromager has done is available in French, and it's my objective to do uh, with the courses that I've done with Mons and with the work that I'm doing with profession fromager to make things available to people who speak English around the world.
3: Il y a il y a dans cette profession des, des gens excessivement compétents qui savent travailler sur les productivités, les, euh, les caractéristiques des produits, il faut que toutes ces compétences se mettent au service de cette biodiversité. Comment on la guide, comment on, on, on la valorise.
2: Donc, dans le secteur sector, there are il y a des gens avec énormes compétences qui ont une grande expertise, une grande expérience et un très gros délai d'enthousiasme. Donc, il est temps de mettre toute cette expertise to travailler en soutenant la biodiversité cheese.
3: la Ce qui est intéressant, c'est qu'on voit de nouvelles générations arriver parmi les chercheurs, parmi les fromagers, qui sont beaucoup plus sensibles à tout cela. Et ça, c'est vraiment. Euh, c'est sur qu'il faut s'appuyer.
2: So there's also a new generation that's coming that is coming into their professional lives and uh both in cheese making and in research and it's really to them that we're speaking we want to put their brains to work because they are they they come to this work already with a sensitivity to the environment and for caring the macro system
1: well, if that is not a, a, a call to rally for raw milk cheese, I don't know what else it is. <laughs> um, thank you so much for, to both of you, both of you for um, speaking about this research and you know being so succinct about what can we be uh, doing. Um, uh, let me just ask you, uh, we have talked about uh, a lot about this book, so how can people get this book, um, especially people outside of France, uh, and also tell us how they can get all the other information that Profession Fromager puts out?
2: Uh, Arnaud, je, je vais le dire en, en anglais, tout simplement. So I'll just, uh, I'll just say it in English. Um, you can go to the website for Profession Fromager. It's e n Fromager. So just start Profession Fromager, all one word. Start it with E-N dot, and you'll get to the English language site. The books, all the books uh, that Profession Fromager have written are on there. It includes the raw milk book. It includes the cheese ripening guide, the pressed cheese step-by-step, and the soft cheese step-by-step. Those are three guides for cheesemakers and affineurs. And uh, also, subscriptions to the magazine, which in English is only online, comes out five times a year. Um, And uh, any other news about uh, other activities and things that are going on from Profession Fromager, it's all there on the website. You can order the books in English. I am hoping, I'm in communication with the director of the American Cheese Society. that uh, we will be able to have a booth at ACS next year uh, and that we'll have the books there as well so people can buy them there. But don't wait, you can get them by ordering online. We'll mail it
1: to you. Wonderful, yeah. We are going to put the website definitely on the notes for this show. For uh, people listening, you can go and, and see the, the information there. Yeah. Yes or and, no?
2: And, and for people who are members of the American Cheese Society, which I encourage everyone listening to join, there is actually a, an American Cheese Society discount code for the, uh, for the, um, uh, the magazine subscription, which you can get from, Amer- from the American Cheese Society.
3: I would just like to un attention to another point, that we have the ambition within the foundation to create a international pour to share euh, les, les experiences. There are a lot of things in the United States, and I think it's very interesting to be able to confront these experiences.
2: So in parallel uh, to the work of the foundation which exists now for the moment in France, we're looking to have this as an international um, a foundation that has parallel structures, structures in different countries. There's a lot of interesting work going on in the United States, a lot of interest in raw milk cheese in the United States. Thank you, Carlos. Um, and, uh, and in other countries. So uh, we'd like to see that created a parallel structure in the States. As, as a matter of fact, I don't know if it'll be accepted, but I have submitted uh, a proposal to the American Cheese Society for a session about just that for the next year's for next year's conference
1: wonderful and sue so what other projects do you have going on that we should all know about uh,
2: well I am hoping that um, that we'll be able to restart uh, courses with Mons uh, in person um, Uh, We're looking to start perhaps with uh, the affinage course. We're trying to put together a suite of cheesemaking and affinage through Mons Formation. Uh, So uh, that news will be on the Makers and Mongers website and also on the uh, Mons Mons Formation website. There's lots of more interesting projects that are coming down the pipeline with Arnaud and Profession Formager. Uh, we are. We have posters that have been translated into English, uh, and we have. There, it, I think there are other books coming in the pip- pipeline, so watch for that. Uh, and Arno has been doing some really amazing online uh, 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 webinars, half-day webinars that are really great. And it would be really fabulous to find the financing, frankly, to be able to get those translated, subtitled, or, or translated into English, and make that. Available as
1: well because those are those are like the books. Wonderful. Um, Well, we will definitely put all that information as well on the notes for this show. And um, with that, with that, I thank you so much uh, for being here today. Um, You have been amazing, and thank you for all your advocacy for raw milk cheese.
2: Thank you for
3: yours. Merci, Carlos, for all the work he does and this work, just to connect the whole palette around these subjects. Plus, plus il y aura de monde qui s'exprimera sur this, plus cette cause progress.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, Carlos, for all the work that you do in this, in this, in this great work. The more, the more people that are doing this work, the better, the faster we'll make good progress.
1: I agree. Thank you so much. Well, listeners, uh, get ready to celebrate International Roman Cheese Appreciation Day. This year it happens on October 16th, so just a couple of days away. Follow me and the All The Way Cheese Coalition to hear from other advocates. You can find me at Carlos Escas on all social media platforms. Thank you for listening to Cutting the Curd in the Heritage Radio Network. Don't forget to follow us and like us on social media and subscribe to our podcast. Until next time. Thank you.